0: Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. I'm Craig Handley, along with co-host Gary Reasons. Gary, we are in week 12, the final four week, final four week of the regular season. How you doing today?
1: Oh, it's great here. I'm still in in Washington. Uh, Just finished up uh, our on-campus visit, which we'll get to in just a minute. Uh, yesterday and and here it is early morning and uh, boy I tell you there's a full week of preparation here for for college football all over the FCS and uh, we're going to dive right into it.
0: Yeah there's a lot going on in FCS college football. Gary our our episode as you know is produced by Seth Biley and Graham Bell. You can find all our coverage on theanalyst.com and of course FCS Delivered is on many podcast platforms. There's Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and of course, you might be watching right now on our YouTube channel, just search for FCS Delivered, and it's a great way to watch all the content of Gary's FCS National Awards on campus visits. Now Gary, week 11 last weekend, two more teams made their way into the FCS playoff field, South Dakota State and Missouri Valley, Uh, Nichols down in the Southland, they joined Furman a week earlier
1: from the Southern Conference, we have three. What do you think of those first three? Yeah, I, I think that that's tremendous, and both of them, all, you know, went in pretty pretty handily. You know, South Dakota State. We, you know, we've seen them all season long, and they continue to be at the top of the polls and uh, just playing tremendous football. And Nichols, congratulations to them. They were, you know, kind of uh, trying to find themselves. I think early on in the season. And they finally did their midstream. And I think they they finished out the, or finishing out the conference schedule with in a very, very strong way. Congratulations to them to getting the Southland Conference bid. Well, Nichols, you
0: know, they played an amazing out-of-conference schedule, including uh, uh, TCU, uh, two FPS games, uh, Sacramento State. So, you know, they they really set themselves up to do well in the Southland Conference. Now, uh, our FedEx Ground FCS uh, National Game of the Week, well, that was a, a kind of a route. UT Martin uh, in the Big South the OVC defeated Southeast Missouri 41 to 14. You know, Kincaid Dent, the quarterback for UT Martin, and Narquel LaFleur, you know, one of their running backs, just had big games. UT Martin is really looking strong going into their final game at Sanford, uh, Gary.
1: They're 8 and 2. Yeah, I think they are. They're they're playing very well, Craig. And you know, you, when you state play consistent football throughout the season, I think they are actually still peaking. They're a they're a very good, very balanced football team, and that's what coaches like to see. And that's exactly what we're seeing from from UT Martin right now.
0: Well, if they don't win the uh, at uh, uh, the automatic bid in the Big South OVC, they they probably have done enough to win an at large uh, bid into the playoffs. Eight and two, they're at uh, playing Sanford. Now we'll find out where they stand this coming weekend. Of course, the 24-team FCS playoff pairings will be announced on Sunday, 12:30 p.m. Eastern. There's an ESPN U selection show. There's a lot to be determined before then, with only the three bids in. And, and of course, uh, you look at uh, the the, the MiAC champion still needs to be decided for the Celebration Bowl. The SWAC West uh, Division winner for the SWAC Championship game. There's a lot that's going on. That's what I want to kind of talk about today, Gary. Is, is some of the conference set scenarios that stand out this weekend, and there's kind of a the de facto title game in the Big Sky. What do you think of
1: that matchup, Gary? <laughs> well, <clears throat> go figure, Montana, Montana State. That ball game is you know just looming large always, and, and it certainly is. You know the team that wins that one's going to kind of kind of be the the leader up right there. You talk about the Big Sky; it's one of the it's one of the premier conferences in all of FCS football and you know, um, Montana State, I tell you, I think they're hot, Craig. I think that that, that team, you just got to watch them because, you know, they've won the last five out of six meetings in that, in that matchup. And, and as you talked about, it, it is a, kind of the de facto title game. So I, I think this is going to be a great matchup. And it's, it's one of those that just seems like it's happening year after year. They both have
0: tremendous stadiums and, and game atmospheres. Uh, th- this one is at uh, Washington Grizzly Stadium kind of known as the mecca of, of FCS college football. It's going to be a great environment on Saturday. Uh, you know, these two teams slugging it out. Uh, yes, for the for the automatic bid out of the big sky and also the, an outright championship in the big sky. So just a great game. Now there's another one, the CAA football, Gary. Four-way tie going into the uh, final week. It's been paired from five a week ago. Richmond knocked out uh, Elon from from being in, in uh In the mix, Villanova at Delaware. Those are two of the teams. Richmond's host, uh, or is that William and Mary? U Albany is in the mix at. uh, They're hosting Monmouth. What do you think of this scenario going into the final Saturday?
1: You know, I still I still try to use a calculator to figure things out. And this one does all this stuff in the CAA just doesn't match up to me. Uh, I don't know who's going to be at the end, depending on who does what. We're just going to have to wait till the end. But I think these are all these games set up are just going to be fun to watch. And I, I think as, as the weekend goes on, you're going to see uh, uh, what comes out of here. You know, I went to Albany and, you know, and I think the coach Catuso is going to have his team you know prepared for this one against Monmouth and hopefully you know if they play a good good solid effort they're going to get that done Richmond obviously uh you know early on in the year they took it on the chin from from uh uh Morgan State and now now they're they're in it in possibility to be having an opportunity to be a win a championship so uh this is a this is a a big weekend for the CAA and it's going to be fun to watch
0: you may need that calculator uh, at the end there. To, it may come down to point differential, uh, you know, to decide the tiebreaker for the automatic bid. I think Villanova, Delaware, albany they're probably guaranteed a, at least an at-large if they don't win the outright bid. Richmond probably has to win this game at William & Mary just because of their strength of schedule early on. We'll see, but I tell you what, that Villanova-Delaware game is phenomenal because they're playing head-to-head to, to, to at least be in the mix for a, a share the title now we mentioned the big sky earlier gary there are two others uh, that we want to talk about that are kind of head-to-head for all the marbles united athletic conference now austin P has already clinched a share of the title but they're hosting central arkansas as far as the automatic bid to the playoffs is out of this conference i i like these head-to-head matchups
1: it works out great on the final saturday gary you know, and it's unique, Craig. I visited both campuses this week this year on our, our on-campus visits and love the, the stripes version of the of this year's Central Arkansas team and what they're doing. Austin P, uh that that team, both of these teams I was really impressed with. And you know, to me, it's gonna be a fun game to watch. And uh, I think that there's a you know, there's a good opportunity here. I'm just thinking that Austin P, Craig, in this one, they I think they're they're just gonna play a lot better at home. Uh, and they do, and I think that uh, this one might go their way. They've been really, really focused, and uh, uh, I like them in this, in this ballgame. Scotty Walden's a terrific coach. I'm not going to give away my pick yet for the pick
0: em segment in the end, Gary. We'll we'll wait for that one. Now, there's another one that's head-to-head for, for a conference bid, and, and I kind of want to ask you about this scenario. It's in the Northeast Conference. Duquesne was sort of like an afterthought that they were going to clinch at home last week by hosting Stonehill and were uh, they were upset. 33-28, Stonehill scored in the final minute. Now Duquesne has to go on the road and win at Merrimack. Merrimack's eligible for the title, uh, not just the title, but a playoff bid for the first time. They can go to the playoffs. They're hosting Duquesne and now the winner, a team like Duquesne that really was probably looking ahead and got caught. How did they rebound emotionally when you when you've had such a
1: Shocking defeat, and now you're on the road trying to play for your playoff life. You know, when you lose a, a game like they did last week, Craig, and, and you know, just tastes bad, feels bad. You, you just don't have an opportunity to get out in the field fast enough. So they're wanting to sprint to Saturday for them to play that football game. They want to make it right. They want to. They want to ensure their end of season opportunity to play. So I think that they're going to come out with a lot of energy, with a lot of speed, with a lot of power, with a lot of determination. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough uh, tough ball game there, but uh, I think the Duquesne is gonna get you know get get that uh, energy turned around in a positive way. I look to them to get that get that that energy enough to get a W here. But uh, it is a tough thing to to kind of turn that that around as you talk about. But uh, I think they're gonna get it done.
0: Gary, I love your insight that you know you want to sprint to the next game because you you don't want it weighing on your mind all week long. It does obviously but you wish you didn't have that. I, I love that idea with the Dukes. Now, there's three other conference bids that'll uh, go out to an uh, automatic uh, winner. The Big South OVC, it could be UT Martin, unless Gardner-Webb wins its game. They're hosting Charleston Southern. They'll, they'll probably win that, Gardner-Webb, and win that bid in the first year combo conference. Drake will get in with either a win over Butler or a Davidson uh, loss this week. That's in the Pioneer uh, Football League. And in the Patriot League, it's it's probably going to be Lafayette. Well, it it could be Holy Cross as well. Lafayette is playing its rival, Lehigh. They probably will win that. Uh, But Holy Cross is in the mix as well for this uh, automatic bid out of the Patriot League. Now, those are the seven more automatic. There will be 14 more at-large bids that go out with the selection committee. Kent Haslam we had on uh, last week. He's the chair of the committee leading the way this weekend in Indianapolis as they select the pairings and put them together. Now, Gary, I got thinking this week with with, with all the FCS playoff scenarios, I'm gonna talk about when you played at Northwestern State. It was sort of the infancy of, of FCS college football. You, you played from 1980 to 83. The FCS, then it was known as the Division I AA, uh, started in 1978, much smaller than it is today. Um, You were a three-time All-American on that level. Just want to get your feeling because the playoffs were much smaller. Your best year was 1980 team-wise. You guys were uh, number eight finish in the nation, but only four playoff teams that year, so you didn't go to the postseason. Just kind of talk about the scenario back then and whether players had a, a feeling of the bigger picture in FCS.
1: Yeah, Craig. The bigger picture really was just uh, laid out by our coaches, and really is talking about you know how we could get in at, at that time. Northwestern State was participating as uh, an independent, an independent university. We weren't affiliated with any conference, so uh, that that was a lot of schools back then. As the FCS slash one AA was first getting started, as you talked about seventy eight, uh, and and it, and it really just kind of picked up. And now the now that we have all of these conferences, we've got fifteen conferences across the country and thirteen leagues, and. It's a it's a big show and we have an opportunity now to place teams there. But way back when, it just wasn't as clear as to who was gonna get in. You could get an at-large bid, and that's what we looked at as an independent. Even though we went eight and three and we had a tremendous football team and some NFL legends and guys that were, were playing on, on my team with me were uh, were, uh, were part of that. And But we just didn't have, have the, the numbers or really the look of any kind of a committee to get in there. That was at the early days, so to now, it has really turned into, I think, one of the premier things in sports for the FCS to have this end-of-season bracketed tournament that we get into to determine a national champion, and I just love it. So it has grown to where it is today, and I think it is in a very, very good spot in the FCS.
0: I would have put the demons in the field back then, Gary. (laughs) I think you should
1: have, Craig. I wanted you on the panel.
0: Well, I tell you, it, it really the the playoffs, as you mentioned, is sort of the pride of the FCS level, a twenty four team tournament that lasts, you know, for a while leading up to Frisco. So it, it's just great, as you mentioned, and it's really the pride of the FCS. Now we're gonna take a break here from FCS Deliver, uh, presented by FedEx Ground, and we will be right back. Rehearsals for the school play were really coming along. Bigger smile, Mr. Squirrel. Until a custodian accidentally threw away the costumes. Oh, no. Everyone was rattled. Miss Garrity forgot how to play. And the queen of the hedgehogs almost quit. Find a new queen. But replacement costumes were shipped with FedEx. And with added peace of mind from Picture Proof of Delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx. Where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. I'm Craig Haley, along with Gary Reasons. We're in segment two, and that's always the FedEx Ground FCS National Awards for four players and a team. And Gary makes his visit uh, each week on campus to visit one of
1: those winners. Gary, who were some of our week 11 uh, winners this week? Well, we'll take a look at the offensive side of the ball there, and we're gonna talk about Damir Miller, wide receiver from Monmouth, who he set a school record, Craig, of 337 receiving yards. And that's the second most in CAA history in, in their 31-24 loss to New Hampshire the last week. And he actually caught 11 passes, including a 63-yarder and a 75-yarder for touchdowns while also producing four first downs. So our offensive, national offensive player of the week is Damir Miller, a wide receiver from Monmouth.
0: Well, our FedEx Ground, uh, FCS National Defensive Player of the Year, is, we're very familiar with him. Weber State linebacker Winston Reed. He, had a, he led the way in an upset of, of number four, Idaho. Uh, he had 17 tackles, the most by a Wildcats player in nine years. Seven of them were solos, one and a half for, for tackles for loss. He forced a fumble in the fourth quarter uh, while they were protecting the lead, and, and a teammate recovered it, so that was key two quarterback hurries, a pass breakup, just a dominating effort by Winston Reed, our National uh, Defensive Player of the
1: Week. Well, our National Special Teams Player of the Week is Richard McCollum. He's a place kicker from Western Carolina in their 58-7 win over ETSU. He scored a career high, 16 points in that ball game, which is tied for second most by an FCS kicker this season. And he went three or three on field goals, and he was 7-7 to on PATs. You know he career he, he upped his two hundred his his points total for his career points to two ninety four and that is eight shy of a, a Western Carolina record. So had a great ball game Richard McCollum did for for Western Carolina and he's our our FCS National Special Teams Player of the Week. You
0: know Gary, uh, the reason D- Davidson is not uh, in control of a fourth straight bid to the uh, FCS playoffs is because they were upset last week Moorhead State. 47 to 17 in the Pioneer Football League. And Bryce Patterson, the Moorhead State quarterback, led the way. He had six touchdown passes in his first career start. They all went for 25 yards or more. He finished 10 of 16 for 240 yards. His passer rating was off the charts, over 312. Bryce Patterson of Moorhead State led the way as the National Freshman of the Week.
1: Well, you know, five five of his completed were passes were for touchdowns. That's pretty cool. Uh, hey, for our, our national team of the week, which is really where I'm at now, I'm in Washington, D.C., and we went to Howard University because of their 50-20 to 20 win over then number seven, North Carolina Central. And that ended a 10-game losing streak in that series, and it prevented NCCU to kind of wrapping up the Mioc uh, Celebration Bowl a bit. So quarterback Quentin Williams he had 292 yards of total offense including four total touchdowns. And defensive end Darian in that he had a big game also back in the backfield. And I had a nice visit to Howard University. I had never been here before and it was tremendous. It is a very very I call it a boutique campus. It's not very large but it is there and it's it's tremendous. The facilities are just great for these for these players to to aspire into and they can also they also have a lot of tradition on their campus they, they, they've had some championships and they've had some tough players come out of Howard University that are just tremendous and the legacy of football that they that they have is pretty well pretty good this is Greenfield and it is a great place to play they practice on that field and the Bison are, are a team I think that are just going to kind of continue to improve and get well down the road. Their coaching staff has done a great job, I think, of preparing this team to come out every single week to compete and do a very, very nice job in that in that area. So I think when this coach, Larry Scott, is is all said and done for this season, he's going to look back at this, what he's done with this group and done very well. Well, with that win, this game puts them into an opportunity to play this week against uh you know, very competent Morgan State team. Oddly, a team that we went to uh, the very first week of the season to talk about as the national team of the week. Also, that's a that's a head up matchup that they're going to have. But we wanted to uh, go out and and share with this team about uh, to this team about being our national offensive. Uh, excuse me, our national special team. Uh, not not special team, but our national team of the week. And here's our presentation of the team. The national team of the week. To the Howard Bison, go Bison! Well, their quarterback there, and, uh, and then broken Burn, their defensive end. Uh, it's pretty good to talk to those guys. Had a lot of fun with them. Larry Scott, thank you for allowing us to come and visit to you, visit with your team. And and uh, you know Derek, their sports information director, did a nice job of just setting things up. So very nice, warm welcome here. And you can see I'm still in the little little hotel room that. Uh, <laughs> that I'm that I'm traveling in, staying in, but uh, it's always fun to get out. And we had a, this is our eleventh week, Craig. We got one more stop next week, so who and where are we going to go? I don't know yet, but uh, we're going to figure it out there after this uh, slate of games on Saturday.
0: Well, Howard, you know, was one one of the more remarkable wins of the season. I mean, fifty to twenty over North Carolina Central, which was seventh ranked at the time, and th- the Bison had lost ten straight to to North yeah. Carolina Central. So you're right. They control the destiny here for going to the Celebration Bowl, which would be the first time. North Carolina Central's now perhaps in a mix for an at-large bid to the playoffs, which kind of takes a spot away from other teams. I, I, it's just a great, great scenario in the in the MEAC this year that so much has happened week to week. So it's great to see your video uh, for the national FCS national awards on campus, Howard University. Congratulations, Gary. We're going to take one more break. From FCS delivered, and then we will be back after this. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, oh no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night FedEx, where now meets next, for
1: residential delivery only.
0: Do you like what you're hearing on FCS delivered today? For more national FCS coverage, please go to theanalyst.com throughout the week. We're the home for the FCS Top 25 Media Poll and the weekly and season ending FCS National Awards presented by FedEx Ground. We also take you across FCS Nation with stories, predictions, and an inside look. The FCS coverage can be found at theanalyst.com. Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Craig Haley, along with Gary Reasons, fresh off his trip to Howard University. Uh, Gary, we've been talking uh, about FCS uh, playoff scenarios, uh, the Celebration Bowl, the FCS National Awards on campus. Do want to mention the Stats Reform FCS Top 25 Poll. South Dakota State, obviously number one, 24 straight wins. Uh, Furman is number two. And then the big matchup in the big sky, Montana, number three, Montana State, number four. Number five is South Dakota, which has a win, of course, over North Dakota State. But, Gary, North Dakota State, the Bison are back in the top ten. Number nine, the world is round, not just flat. (laughs) The Bison are back in the top ten. What do you think of this week's poll?
1: Well, I think we've got it pretty right. I think it's where it needs to be. Uh, you know, we, when you look at it in total, you know, kind of teams have moved up, they moved down. And I think correctly for the most part, and I think the top five here that we're talking about, they're certainly the ones to look at. All right, so let's talk about some of the games ahead this week. Week 12 of the regular
0: season, the final four full week of the regular season, the SWAC has a couple extra games. Let's start in the Ivy League, which is doesn't have a team go to the uh, postseason But they have a big finish every year. And this year, Harvard-Yale, the game, kind of stands out because Harvard has already clinched a tie for the title. Yale can uh, move into a a share of it as well, Dartmouth's alive. But what do you think of Harvard-Yale going into the
1: 139th renewal of the game? Uh, It's a fun game. It's a fun matchup, Craig. And it's one that uh, you know this conference, they certainly look to as as kind of a marker game, I think, as far as who's going to be on top. I like Harvard in this one. I think that they're going to play well. Uh, they're going to go on the road, and uh, I think that they're going to take care of business. But it's going to be a fun game to watch, and uh, what do you what do you think, Craig? <laughs> I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to
0: go Yale at home, forging a tie. Uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Jalen Craig uh, came in for, for Harvard the last couple of weeks at quarterback. He's only a, a sophomore. He was Ivy League Player of the Week and had a great performance last week against Penn. But I'm going to say Yale with its experience, including quarterback Nolan Grooms, I say they get it done this week and create a tie atop the Ivy League. Now, we mentioned earlier, Duquesne at Merrimack. Uh, you did allude to to picking Duquesne. Why, why do you feel uh, that's going to happen in the NEC?
1: I think they're just going to have a little bit more to play for. I think they're, they're, they're a f- uh, football team that they feel like they are poised for a little bit of a deeper run here, and I think the Duquesne gets it done. You
0: know, it's also maybe like a battle for, for Offensive Player of the Year in, in the NEC. Darius Perantes, the quarterback of Duquesne, versus the rushing leader in the NEC, Merrimack's uh, Tyven Edmonds Jr. I'm going to go Merrimack at home. Uh, they're only 5-5. Five and five. They're 4-2 in conference. They were in this scenario last year for, for the title in the NEC and lost on the last day to St. Francis. This year, they're back in it and eligible for a playoff bid. I'm going to go with Merrimack in this one. CA Gary, we talked about that four-team tie at top of the, the conference standings. The big one, I would say, is Villanova at Delaware, the Battle of the Blue, because one of them will win and become at least a, a, a share, have a share of the title. What do you like in Villanova, Delaware?
1: Well, I'm going to say this. Nova, they've got eight wins at Delaware, make it number nine. I'm going to go Nova in this one. man. I think they get it done on the road against the... Uh, Against them, so I, I I have to go with that go that way, Craig Nova. That, that's an astounding number that you mentioned, Gary. Eight
0: straight wins on the road at Delaware for for, for the Wildcats. I, I could go either way on this one. I, I think Villanova is maybe a little healthier at this point in the year, but I'm just going to go with Delaware at home. That that eight times in a row losing at home to to Villanova has to be a big factor this week to them. Great game though. Now we also talked uh, United Athletic Conference Central Arkansas at Austin P. A couple of our uh, stops this year for for FCS National Awards on campus.
1: I know who you're picking. You mentioned it earlier. Tell us about this one. Yeah, Austin P. You know I think they they got going to get it done. You know and, you know UCA there that's their first outside top twenty five. You know look at this and you know quarterbacks Will McElvain, he's got twenty three touchdowns and four interceptions and you know for for Austin P. Mike Delilo, has twenty seven touchdowns and you know, this is a this is an opportunity here, I think, for Austin P to kind of, you know, with coach Waldron to kind of solidify where they're going and what they're doing in this conference and really go beyond. It's this is something that they're really they're gonna take to heart. I just I just like the govs in this one uh to get the W. They're definitely
0: the more consistent team at this point of the year, but I'm gonna go with the Bears on the road, kind of riding the motivation of that Hail Mary win uh, last week against Eastern Kentucky to actually stay alive for this scenario. So I'll go Central Arkansas on this one. Now in the Missouri Valley Conference where there's big games every week, well, here's one, North Dakota State at UNI. UNI has lost nine straight times to the Bison, but to her quality team, it's hard to imagine they lose nine straight to anybody. If they get in,
1: they're, if they win, they're going to get into the playoffs. Who do you like in this one, Gary? I think that the Bison are, are, are riding the ship at the right time. I think they're playing more better football. I think they're more yeah. balanced of what they would normally be as a as a football team that we're used to seeing. They've had a few stumbles along the road uh, over, over the course of the season, which is indicated in their, in their three losses this year. But I think that North Dakota State is probably going to get the best of, of Northern Iowa on the road here. And... Uh, it's going to possibly give them a you know another bid into the postseason.
0: Well, the, the Bison still control time of possession all time. They're number five in the nation in that category. Cam Miller's really come on strong, you know, under center. I, I agree. They're they're riding the ship. They're not fully there, but I'm going to go with you. The Bison. It's always hard to pick against them to get it done at UNI. Now that brings us to our FedEx Ground National Game of the Week, Gary. It's in the Big Sky for all the marbles. It's the Brawl of the Wild, Grizz, Cat, Cat, Grizz. Montana State, number four at number three, Montana. Ooh, this, this means everything. The automatic bid to the playoffs, also an outright conference championship in the big sky. Kind of break down this game for us, Gary.
1: Well, if you got one bucket of popcorn and you're sitting down to watch one game this week, this is the one you want to watch because this is going to be one that's going to be a slugfest. But I do think that Montana... Because of their defense and what they've been able to do, I think they're going to play well at home. Montana is number one in the big sky in total defense, both for rushing and scoring defense. So I think that that's going to get them over the hump here. This is going to be one whale of a game, Craig, but uh, I like Montana in this one. Yeah, that's a great matchup individually.
0: Uh, You know, the rushing offense of Montana State versus the rushing defense of Montana. Montana's, you know, Peaking. They've come on strong since that rough start in September, just not quite gelling yet. Um I'm gonna go Montana State. Uh, you know, it's tough to win on the road at Washington Grizzly. Montana State's done it before. I think they're a little bit better, but you know, Montana can prove me wrong in this one because they're really coming on strong. But either way, it's a great game. Hopefully it comes down to the end. Certainly worthy of being the FCS National Game of the Week, Gary. Now Gary, there's so many scenarios here in week 12, conference championships, rivalry games, probably some upsets along the way. This has gotta be the biggest week of the season in my eyes, Gary.
1: It's gonna be a lot of fun. This is where we're gonna learn everything, and then Sunday, get up in the morning and kind of learn where where everybody's gonna play in, in, in the FCS playoff bracket from the committee and what they select. So, uh, good luck to the committee this weekend and making the, those picks and all those things go to correctly. Hopefully, get a little, maybe a one or two hours of sleep along the way. I know it's gonna be gonna to be tough for those guys, but uh, should be fun to watch come Sunday. <laughs> they won't be sleeping too much because there's going to be angry
0: fans out there when their team is not in the field. But they do a good job of, of adhering to the, the, the what the, the criteria is for selecting the playoffs. That brings an end here to FCS delivered. I'd like to thank FedEx Graham, uh, Stats Perform. Obviously, Seth Biley and Graham Bell are producers. You can find all our coverage on theanalyst.com. Gary, I hope you enjoy the week- weekend. I
1: hope the games are great. I know they will be, actually. Are you looking forward to it? Oh, I'm gonna be multi-screened again, Craig. That, that's my motive, you know, here. I'm, I've got, well, I watch a lot of a lot of football and Saturday's a lot of fun. And for, for me, it's gonna be one of those weekends. Well, you have some travel to do to
0: get back to those TV screens. So Gary, we, we wish you safe travels. We thank our, our, our listeners and viewers for tuning in this week to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. We will see you next week.